When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Premier League podcast, Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast, of course, from Wales Online. It's been a bit of a break. Apologies for uh, for not being with you. Hope you've enjoyed your summers, Cardiff City fans, but delighted to be back here with Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. I'm Dominic Booth, of course. Nice to have you back, boys. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome been far back. Too far too long, hasn't it? It has been too long. How are we, well? Yeah, great, great, great. I know we want to get our teeth into some uh, Cardiff City chats and talk of contracts and transfers pre-season, Premier League fixtures uh, and some Ask Blakey questions as well. Um, let's start then with four summer signings so far for Cardiff City Josh Murphy, Greg Cunningham, Alex Smithies and Bobby Reid uh, Blakey, not really asked you about these, not had a chance What's been your thoughts on Warnock's business so far? Uh, I look at it very much as how I looked at um, last season I see him trying to by players who have maybe not, you know, uh, fulfilled their potential. Um, but I mean, if you look at uh, Cunningham, left back, um, he's obviously going to have his his work cut out with Bennett now. So, competitions for places there. That's really good. I still think I think Ben Bennett would be even better in the Premier League because I think he'll or he should be allowed to get forward a bit more. Mm. I think he puts a great cross in, uh, and in fairness, I can't speak too much of Cunningham, but you know that's what you want: competition for places. Uh, Murphy, that's an interesting one because um, two great feet, uh, very quick, very quick. Got it all, in my opinion. Right, got the lock, got strength, good size. He looks about six one. Six foot, six one. Looks like an athlete, doesn't he? Looks like an athlete. Can finish with both feet. Can twist, can turn on a sixpence. Puts a lovely ball in. Uh, but made his debut in 213. And I just wonder what's happened subsequently since. I know he spent a year uh, um, at MK Dons. Picked up all their Player of the Year awards and what have you. Um, but prior to that was uh, I, I think he was on loan at Wigan so uh, his twins just moved into the Premier League hasn't he as well like last year Jacob Jacob Murphy so, yeah, he went for about 13 yeah maybe. I think he did okay at Newcastle but not spectacularly yeah. so yeah yeah. so uh, it's you know it's again it's 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 kind of a okay if you like liking it to a Mendes Lang kind of situation Um too early to judge could never judge it's just you know this is his opportunity to be on the top stage and I actually think 
looking at him, looking at his ability, I think he could, you know, he could play right at the very top. But, you know, I've seen millions of players over over the years who've had that potential and don't yeah. quite reach it. So, and these last two, uh, Smithies, Smithies and Reed, on the well, same day. Smithies day-to-day. is a, I, I mean, he seems like a big enough lad. Comes out, seems to stand up well, good stature, and what have you. Comes for crosses. Um, but I always say, Tom, it's, it's 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 difficult to you don't judge them until you've seen them play for your club because you know at QPR he might have been settled, happy, blah 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 blah. Kids in school, what have you? If he's got kids, whereas Card, if he might come, family might be living apart. He might not hit the ground running. So, you know, you know, you reserve judgment, and it's not judgment. You just. We like we say we we critically analyze or we analyze as simple as that. What about judgment of the Reed? fees paid though? I mean, some people saying quite a lot on people like Reed and Murphy. Well, some people saying maybe you need to spend more. You know? You're going to have to get used to it. I think personally, I still think um, I, I've always said there's a dilemma for Vincent Tan. The dilemma for me was he's he's come to the club, spent a lot of money, ran about two hundred million debt, but once wants adulation, right, from the fans. That was clear at the end of the season. But in some of the decision-making, he's done nothing but alienate the fans. Then he got in a position where he was actively seeking to sell the club. I don't know if that's still the case. Maybe Paul can fill us in with that. And then as he's actively trying to sell the club, Cardiff go and get promoted to the Premier League. Now you've got a dilemma. Do you spend and stay and become an established Premier League club over the next five years because regardless of which you're not going to get it done how, the, how it was done in the championship in my opinion right you'd be very unfortunate to be able to go pick up bargains and survive in the Premier League not impossible but unlikely so the dilemma is do you spend your five ten millions on the kind of players we've bought or do you go and spend like I've said, a minimum of twenty-five million on a Premier League established Premier League player. That's the way it is. Now you've already got two hundred million invested. Now the decision for me was whether Mr. Tam wants, you know, longevity or not. If he's here for the long haul or not. And I just think the the fees that we're paying, people might go, "Whoa, that's a lot of money." But not in, in the current big, market, really. In the big though, schemes of things, that's that's before the last TV deal. Let's see equivalent of twos and threes million. Paul, what have you made of uh, the amounts Cardiff have been spending more or less than, than we expected? I'm taken aback by it a little bit, but touching on what Blakey said, I think what, what um, Tan's advisors have said to him is that he has to spend to keep Cardiff in the Premier League. Yeah. And if you keep Cardiff in the Premier League for a couple of seasons, they become a more attractive proposition for a potential buyer, if you like. Absolutely. And so it's, you know, without wishing to use a, a, an age-old cliche, but it is speculating to accumulate, if you like. And, it, you know, in that respect, it represents sound business sense. In terms of the names, I'm a bit like Blakey. I mean, I think Murphy, technically, is a fantastic player. And as quick as they come. Smithies, I don't know too much about other than the fact that he was QPR Player of the Year, which mm-hmm. must show ability. Reed clearly, when I've seen him for Bristol City, looks a very talented player. Mm-hmm. 
Cunningham Warnock has wanted for some time, has rated him as the best left back in the division or in the championship. I think Joe Bennett changed that mindset a little bit. Mm. Um, what I would say about them is none of them are proven in the Premier League. And I think that's where the problem may lie. But that's, then, that's know, a mix of a problem and a strength. Mention Mendes Lang, as well. Yeah, they'd be, be hungry, they'd be massively well, hungry, you. but you've got to, you probably, realistically, Cardiff are going to be in the bottom six or seven most of the season. Yeah. So you've got to expect that. Now, what happens to those players who are hungry and want to prove themselves, as with all the players in the squad, is when results start going the wrong way and pressure starts coming on it's not so enjoyable yeah right it's not an enjoyable season when you're fighting relegation fans are on your case you're not winning games blah 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 blah. match of the day are highlighting all your mistakes you know it's a totally different ball game you're now in a goldfish bowl right so it becomes different confidence and things like that all get affected chuck it all in the pot now so what Cardiff have got to do is get get ready for that mental challenge of it's going to be a relegation battle. Yeah. Just say it out. It's going yeah. to be a relegation battle. But there's three teams that are going. We want to be one of the teams that stays above those bottom three. It's as simple as that. And anything outside of relegation is a massive bonus. It's the success. first step. And yeah. fingers crossed... Cardiff are 17th or above and there's absolutely no reason why they can't be in my opinion I don't buy the scenario they're coming straight back down at all I think there, there's enough teams there that Cardiff can finish above but and this has come from, from both Neil Warnock himself and the top of the club that they've used an analogy of Burnley who went up came down went up again and have since stabilised and Is that why they sign these sort of well, top I'm championship asking, player I want to ask Blakey this. If they do go down, and I appreciate that affects confidence and all that, but with these players, do they then have a, a squad that is more than good enough to win the league the following season, or is that a bit too simplistic? Yeah, actually? but you've got to understand, Paul, it is very simplistic. Winning the championship is is is, is outside winning the Premier League, probably the hardest thing to do, yeah. right? Or getting promoted out of the, camp, uh, out of the championship. Now, what tends to happen is during the season, you fall into that trap, like I said, of your kind of confidence is affected, blah, 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 you're deemed as a big club, then you go down, or everyone says, see, told you so, and then everyone says, ah, yeah, we'll bounce straight back. Listen, you know, it's okay pointing at Burnley and saying, oh, they've done it. I went to Bolton and we've done it. Now, the, I, I can't explain to you, I really can't print the words, the amount of pressure you're under we at Bolton we were under more pressure because we were moving from Burnham Park to the Reebok Stadium so we weren't being told oh we need promotion it was an essential part or the club goes into kind of boom situation so the pressure is unbelievable Cardiff aren't going to have that kind of pressure I don't think it's like the pressure Villa were under last season there's a brilliant example Tom that's a brilliant example I don't think Cardiff would be under that kind of pressure, but then you don't know where Mr. Tan's going to be if there is a relegation uh, problem, if they are relegated. And bouncing straight back, Paul, everyone says, is, ah, yeah, you know, we'll bounce straight back if you're one of the Premier League clubs. But trust me, no one expected Huddersfield to stay in the Premier League, Bournemouth to stay in the Premier League, 
You know, these kind of teams, year on year, Burnley, they're just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So what's yeah. happening is the type of teams now that are getting relegated are, you know, people are going, wow, I didn't expect them to stay in and them to go down. I thought that would be the other way around. So there's no divine right to stay in there. No. But I mean, to stay in there and bounce, uh, and if you do go down, to bounce back, sorry, it's, listen, it's something, it, it's, it's something you've got to do, but you've got to handle, you've got to handle wages. What happens when you go down? Players automatically got to be deducted. Is that under contracts? If not, you go for it for another year, as Villa did. You don't get there. Well, then that leaves you in triple the hole you were in the year before. So there's mm. lots. Financial implications are huge. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say the Cardiff fans are very excited by the pre-season signings. I've, I've come across nothing but enormous optimism, not just optimism from Bluebirds fans. It's from outside it's in, Cardiff where there may be the doubts. Yeah, I think it's in. a brilliant window. I just offer the, the, I repeat the qualification that none of them are proven in the Premier League. But on paper, Cardiff could have a front four, just thinking about it now. They could have Zahor up top with Murphy, Reed, and Hoylet. Can't play a, can't play a front four in the Premier League, get absolutely rinsed in midfield. Got to play three, possibly five, three at the back with two wing-backs making a five in midfield yeah. or four at the back with three and two wide. Can't, can't well, afford to play well, two that, strikers. That was court. the next bit I was going to come on to, to mm. say that what I mean, everyone presumes it's Cunningham or Benner, but what we've been told is that Cunningham actually could play. Warnock could be eyeing him as a left-sided centre-back. Mm. So so you could have Patterson and Bennett, for argument's sake, as the wing-backs. Mm-hmm. And then you could have Cunning, any any three from Cunningham, Manga, Bamba and Morrison mm-hmm. permed around there, which which would create the five at the back that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, then, then where does that leave you? Have to, you have to play two up front. You can't play. Any, you can't play genuine wingers. It so limits, you have to play three central midfielders and two up front. Then, yeah, really, it, don't you? It, it then limits your choices to go on to what you're saying about you can't play them all. It then limits mm. your choices of Zahor, Murphy, Hoyler, and Reed. You can't play them all, can mm. you? In, the no. team. in fact, you can probably even no. play two of them. Listen yeah. to what leave Dom's two saying. of them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Personally, I would go with this. I would adopt the system that Wales use under Chris Coleman. Yeah. Where you go from a three at the back. Yeah those two full-backs push in to make yeah. a five in midfield. Yeah. And when you've lost the ball, they drop back to yeah, make yeah. a five at the back, a three, and the two high men drop back to make it, and you just leave to make it four, and you just leave so one. As, so as well as that, then, to, to mirror the Coleman Wales and as you, you've got... So well, you've, got, you've got a five, and a, you've got a five and a four, yes, so, and a one. Yeah. So, and then what happens is those two full-backs from five yeah, yeah. push in to make... Yeah. Uh, well, you, you could say a six, but often, you but, know, it's a five. Use, to use names, which I think will help fans, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so forget, forget. we, we accept that um, there's a goalie and then five defenders, if mm-hmm. you like, yeah? And there's a striker up top, yeah? Mm-hmm. So that leaves four places, yeah? Mm-hmm. So for who who becomes Allen and Ledley as the holding mids and who becomes Bale and Ramsey as the, as the tens, if you like, in the team? Which is the way? So you'd have. Well, you're probably looking Ralph, at two of, of Murphy, and, Reed, and Hoyler in behind the hall, aren't you? So two of those three in would behind be, would be the Bale Ramsey in the two role, ten yeah. roles in behind the hall, and then you're looking at Rouse and Gunnison. and a another if Gunnison resigns or Gruwich if they uh-huh. get him on as loan the, as the Alan and Ramsey as the role. City midfielders. Yeah, 
Yeah. But they definitely have to have, for me, they have to, all season, I would maintain, you can't afford to play with two in midfield in any game. You can't with go, five at the back, you can't go four, four, two or anything like that. You can't have well, obviously, a four across the middle. Obviously, the wing-backs are part of that role under the new system. Yeah, you've got to, to me, you've got to have a three. You've got to have a... Uh, for the first part of the season, I would definitely go with two holding midfielders yeah. and one advanced or a holding midfielder and a number eight who's going to get box to box basically who's going to do as much defensive work as he is offensive work but you, you you can't afford to lose that's where you'll that's where teams in the Premier League look to exploit you it's cutting through you yeah through midfield those passes you know slide rule pick up deep midfield position turn and run at your back four so the idea of playing the fab four in inverted commas which would be Zahor Reed. Murphy and Hoyler all in the same team is probably not that realistic. I haven't even mentioned mm. your mate Mendes Lang here, by the way, mm. as part of the mix. Mm. Have, no, you know? no, no, I don't think that's possible. I, I would actually go with three at the back, five across midfield, um, where it leaves me with three and a two, really, because I've got always a two holding, compelling three at the back. Well, just before we get two on wide to, um, and one ahead, yeah. and one the one supporting. Like, you'd have a three, but one striker and two wide. That's how I would have and it. And would Zahor or Reed be your striker? Because Zahor all day. Reed's obviously played up top for Bristol City. Yeah, Zahor would, be, Zahor would be my number nine. Yeah. I'd have two wingers, Hoylett and Murphy, either side of, of them. And then coming back into midfield, you have a Gunnison and a Gruwich, something like that, holding. Uh, and then your, your wing-backs... Uh, well, okay. you've got you've got your choice, but then you read can go into that advanced midfield position behind Zahor. Yeah, but he does. A, you've got to have a midfielder who's or a number ten. Let's call it. You've got to have a number ten who's going to be in midfield defending, as well as going up and attacking. You can't afford, in my opinion, to have you know too high and a centre forward with then a number ten. So you've got four players at times out of the game. Well, this is this is what he said to you when you went up to do that brilliant Blakey's Boot Room special with, with the manager. Mm. And he actually gave us that compelling tale of um, how he devised the idea of Patterson to go as his 10. Yeah. And one of his arguments, do you remember, is he said, we know we won't lose his defensive shift. Yeah, you know? yeah. You wouldn't see Patterson as a 10 in the Premier League though, would you? I would, I would, I would, would Paul, because, uh, because he can't, def- he, I think it's, well, no, I think it's a bit of a, a running joke that he's not a right back, but defensively, because he's played in defence, he understands the importance of defending and positional play. I thought he was really good positional-wise and if you look at his goals last season, he was arriving late in the box. Now, that's, that's, that's something that, Regardless of what league you play in, arriving late in the box, it's a knack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an art. And, and, and he added down to a T, so there's no reason why he can't do it in the Premier League. And I think he gives you a bit of spite as well. So, And, and that's going to be needed. But whoever those two midfielders are who hold, if they play with two holding, and the one advanced, to me, the one advanced is more important than the two holding because he's got so much responsibility the two holders are sitting and looking forward supporting the three centre backs covering where the left wing back has gone out of position push forward 
Same with the right wing back. He's pushed forward. We covered across. But you've still got effectively a five and a goalkeeper. Right? But whoever that number 10 is, if he can come in and, and join and support, what that gives you then is a, a, an, you've always got your two holding behind, uh, in front of your three and then you've got someone coming and joining who maybe starts the chasing of the ball. Or That's how I see Patterson. You know, he's got the lungs for it, which is so important, and the legs. So, it's, it's I, but Reed, Reed seems like a very energetic player. He looks like he can run all day. And he's got, like, technically, I think he's a very good player. Clever. You know, he can turn, he's twisty. He really impressed me. He, he, he's actually. a real, he's a real, he's got dy dynamism. So I think, you know, again, if you're looking at those two vying, you know, Either of them you can play at home or away. You can play uh, Reed at home because he can go past people, get the ball wide, get in the box. You can play Patterson at home because he can defend, hold his position and arrive late. So you've got two different options there, away from home the same. So it's it's, it's fascinating really, you know, that the, the squad is building. But I'll, I'll still maintain, I still think they need to show a, a, an intent to other Premier League clubs and intent and go out and sign two two players who are well established names whether that's on the continent or in the Premier League but you need that well we'll leave that bit hanging for the uh, listeners because we've got some questions about what else Cardiff might go and get in the transfer window but let's take a, a short break and after that we'll discuss uh, the pre-season games that are just around the corner Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So Cardiff head to Devon and Cornwall once again, as Neil Warnock likes to do, just after a game against Taft's Well, and then a bit more of a serious test after that, playing the likes of Burton Albion, Rotherham, and then Real Betis to finish before Bournemouth in the Premier League opener, uh, Blakey. What is that tour going to be about? Is that going to be about football or is that going to be about team spirit and bonding the squad together? What, to Devon? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Because uh, it won't be a huge uh, test, well, footballing-wise particularly, will it? I just, uh, with all due respect to those With things. all due respect, absolutely. I just, I just think, uh, personally, going into the Premier League, I would be looking to get probably abroad and play at least three to four decent opposition maybe one first game uh, equivalent of a league two team but then the second and third game Step at least up. kind of championship level and then when I come back to this country you know opposition has to be championship level I would say at least and then if you can get a real bet it's great you know, but um, listen, I, ju I just think the, the game's moved on so far. You know, teams now are going to America, going to China, going to wherever, playing in tournaments against, you know, not great opposition, but good opposition. Pretty high calibre. But these the top, if you look schools. at the top eight, they are going and playing in high quality, you know, tournaments and what have you. So preparation is key at the end of the day. So... Look, we'll just have to wait and see. But personally, I would have 
probably gone a different route and gone and got a higher caliber to test my players because I, I, I want them to have go and you know beat someone you know four and five nil you don't want to do but that I don't only time, want do that I want them to suffer a bit you know I remember going to sport in Lisbon and, 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 and playing them and getting the, the run around for 90 minutes uh, we lost 2-1 but we stayed in the game and it it, it, it it built a lot of confidence it built a lot of camaraderie between the players and what have you because we knew right in this situation we're just going to have to suck it up we're just going to have to sit back it's boiling hot they're <laughs> keeping the ball for fun we're not able to but we're going to have to just play counter like attack no 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 but it's 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 preparation Dom Neil Warnock's answer to those doubting his decision to go to Devon and Cornwall his answer will be it's worked in the past it worked 12 months ago gelling a a squad of quite disparate players, people who just come in, mm. people who've been unproven. It worked sensationally in the in the season that came. Paul, what would what would you say to the to the doubters? You know, you can't be taking a team down there playing Tavistock and Bodmin uh, in preparation for a Premier League season. Well, look, as, as Blakey was speaking, I was thinking of exactly that very point that that last year they did the same and they hit the ground running the championship, didn't they? You know, five wins. You know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have any particularly strong views on it one way or the other, to be perfectly honest, which is not like me. Mm. I just um, think the different... I can't actually believe I think, I think where, where, where the criticism will come in, if, if Cardiff start the league 10 games, got two or three wins, two or three draws, and a sack, 16th, 17th, it'll be forgotten about. If they start 10 games got three points, say three draws and been, you know, battered a bit, then people will point and go, right, because I understand the togetherness, the camaraderie part, but at the same time now, I think everything in your thinking has to step up. So I can have that camaraderie, we can do the same things we were doing, but we can do it in a different place against better opposition. So that's that's what I'm saying is, listen, it might work. It might be fine. It might be something that is totally forgotten about. Come it's the end of September, people become experts. Right. And... But this is where you leave yourself open a bit. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying do what the others do because oh, you're a Premier League club now. I am just literally thinking, right? Best preparation. Best preparation. Neil Warnock thinks doing the same as we've done before work once, or why not again? My only reservation is that. It may or may not work again because you're stepping up and the quality of the Premier League, you have to say, defensively, you might not think it's great, but attack-wise, it's up there. What about the chance to see those stars in action, though, Paul? You know, fans relish seeing will see, relish seeing Bobby Reid in a Cardiff shirt, even if it's a, on a field in Cornwall. They relish seeing Josh Murphy and Alex Smithies playing for Cardiff because it's something they're not seeing before the new kit is even on display and fans go down and get their autographs all these things like that come into play do that at Cardiff though that's what I was just thinking well I don't know if it's so good from a personal perspective right. having gone down last yeah. year to the tour there was a real bond between the fans you don't see fans and players walking side by side at at Cardiff City Stadium for example I um, again I I don't have any strong views on it what I would say is that I am already looking forward to Friday week tough swell I said this I've said this before on this show 
that last year when Cardiff played Tufswell in their first pre-season friendly, it was like the club was reconnecting with the, with the people. And again. that's what I'm getting at, like, really. Yeah, and, I yeah, think that's, that's important. That's because it's local. And I'm, yeah, I'm I think really that's important. I hope it's a beautiful sunny evening again. Um, and I think that that one, that one is important. Moving forward, I, I would have thought the logical thing for Cardiff to do this time next year, were they still to be in the Premier League, would be to go to Malaysia, to be honest with you. I mm. mean, there's an obvious link there, isn't it? Take the brand to the owner's homeland, if you like, in yeah. terms of trying to grow the... Mm. Grow the audience there, the Bluebirds audience there, if you like. That well, probably would be, a, be an obvious It'd be an idea system. for Mr. Tant to do that and set a little tournament up himself and invite two or three other British Possibly. Clubs. You know, it's, it's, that's how you do it. If you're going to grow your brand, grow your game, go to Malaysia, take Cardiff City, a Premier League club, and invite an Aston Villa or a Birmingham or someone like that. Invite two or three other clubs, some two or three local clubs, and have a little round robin. I mean, I certainly get the... You know, there is a different vibe, isn't there? As Don was saying, to a pre-season game, you can, as a fan, get close to the players, if mm. you like. But realistically, how many Cardiff fans are going to go to these pre-season games down in Well, Cornwall? there were several hundred last year, were but they? yeah, yeah there were. Many. They went down the caravans and tents and all sorts, and that's well, Warnock was, was relishing it. Well, yeah. if mm. the weather stays like this, that's not a bad listen, little Listen, I'm not... for me. It's, yeah. it's, I'm just saying there's nothing that you can't do... At Taft's well. Mm. You'd like to see more of those know, local games? I, 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 I would. I'd have two or three local games and then get off or go off, come back and have two or three local games, either or, because I think that that is important, find the player. I think there'll be, you know, one of a few clubs or remaining clubs who still has that connection. But Cardiff had lost it. They've mm. reconnected. And it's important, regardless yeah. of where they are in the Premier League yeah. or the league, they maintain that because that is important. Yeah. What about those pre-season games as a whole? In terms, of, we just spoke about it, tactics and how they will line up. Will we learn anything about? I hope a, so. A five-three-two or whatever Warnock's so. planning. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope we learn a lot. I think the South of Vigo game will be interesting. They should be. Betis. Uh, Real Betis and South Vigo. Play South Vigo at the same yeah. time as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't that it? That might be a more tough uh, I think the Betis game will will tell them a lot. But in the rest of the opposition, you're not really going to take a shellacking off anybody. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to have a problem where you haven't got the ball as much as the opposition. I just throw I just throw a bit of everything in into that pre-season games now. I wouldn't be thinking... You know, um, well, I would be thinking camaraderie and right opposition is really important because preparation for the Bournemouth game, then the Newcastle game, and because it's going to come because three or four games, okay, and then after that. Well, I was going to. That's my next question about the fixture list. Those first three games are. Appetising in a way. Mm-hmm. Bournemouth away, Newcastle at home, Huddersfield away. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go on from that because there are some uh, real tougher tests around the corner. But mm. does that present a, a real chance for, like you say, Cardiff to get a foothold? In the, well, you in have the to. It's not a chance. <laughs> if you saying? miss it, then it's, you... it's not. We're not talking now. Oh well, we can now look into you know September. Maybe listen, September is like whoa. So you need some points on the board and confidence and team unity and what have you momentum 
going into that. You don't need to be going in three defeats, boom, 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 going into that period. Seriously, you just you just don't need it. How many points will Cardiff get from those first three, Blakey? Mm. Bournemouth away, Newcastle home, Huddersfield away. Honestly, mate, I'd be happy with, I'd be delighted with three. Really? Yeah, one from each. I, I, if you said that to me now, I take it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it, there's a tendency now. You're in the Premier League to start thinking, well, Bournemouth are only. But last season, I just feel they're only. Last season, listen, mate, I just feel stayed in there, and will invest. They and they, to stay in there, as we know, is very, very hard. And they done it probably the least fancy team for a while. Bournemouth, when they, when they went up, they were the least fancy team for a while. They're not big, massive. But now who are the least fancy team in, in the Premier League? Right. It's probably Cardiff, isn't it? Right. So if you uh, if you can match those two or go one better than those two, then you're in a good They said position. if you can pick up uh, three points at Bournemouth. But just remember, they're, they're going to be on it as well. It's like first day of the season. You know, they've got the experience. They've got a lot of good players. They're frightening an attack, really. Uh, it's a it's a huge test. It's a huge test, and then the Geordie boys at home. Paul's smiling. You're both smiling. Looking, I think. Looking I forward to aren't we? I, th- I think Cardiff will win on that opening day at, at Dean Cot. I think they go down there and win. You going down there with your deck chair and your sunglasses? What? Can, what, what oh, can, think, can we just? Can we just? Can we just <laughs> analyze that? Can we? Add, can I ask you why you think that? I just feel teams that come up there's always a bounce about them and I just think that will and Bournemouth seem to start seasons poorly Blakey mm. I don't know why they do mm. they then you know they're That's always true. in the relegation mix right up until about December and you think they're far too good to be there and then they go on this incredible run and end up more like in the top 10 or there or thereabouts mm. I think Cardiff will win that okay. I think they will then draw nil-nil at home with Newcastle okay. and I think they will then draw nil-nil away at Huddersfield there we are what an exciting start there's, to the season you predicted. <laughs> <laughs> However, be aware that after those three, it's in this order, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Burnley, Tottenham and Liverpool are in that mix pretty soon. Can I just say, looking forward to it. I don't see many nil-nils no. this season. No. The Premier League, one thing the Premier League gives you is goals. Yeah. Yeah? Goals. I know Man City broke records last season, but I think if you look at the likes of Bournemouth, Everybody, you know, very few teams Keep don't shoots. progress. You know, very few teams. If they go backwards, they tend to be the teams in the relegation battle. Well, that'll, be, like a Stoke. that'll be really interesting because Cardiff prided themselves on keeping clean sheets last season. I think they kept more it's than huge. anyone else. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If so they can do that again, gonna, then we'll, 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 yeah, it'll be, but it's a massive test. Huge step it's up. It's a massive test. And then you've got to take chances. Yeah. That's the other thing because strikers now midfielders attackers everything they don't need three and four chances now yeah. they more need half to ruthless. one one and a half max and they take it just don't give any penalties when you're playing Spurs and Harry Kane would be uh, would be my advice are you English uh, by the way don't call uh, England on here. Spurs Spurs won't play Harry Kane against oh. Tottenham that'll be a game against Cardiff that'll be a game they rest him in probably <laughs> I thought you were going to say the opposite there. Anyway, um, Sol having in his pocket anyway. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, let's have a quick break, and we've got some really good questions for Blakey to finish our summer special podcast. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live.
So, Blakey, the fans have clearly been missing us because I've got a queue of questions here. I miss them. <laughs> I'll, I'll relay that. That's lovely. What a that. Let's um, start with an interesting one from Chris Hughes-Jones, who says, uh, Blakey, would you give Gary Medine a chance in the Premier League? Now, this is a hot topic. We wrote a piece about this yesterday, about people who could potentially leave. I had Medine down as a potential to go this summer. What do you see happening? Um, Tricky one for him, isn't it? Really, it is. I a lot would my a lot of my judgment would be pre-season. We can tell a lot about players' state of mind and what have you. Let's be fair. Gary didn't have a a great period after signing, and uh, he's going to have to. In his mind, he's got to be thinking, "I want to lead the line." If he's thinking anything other than "I want to be the number nine," if he's thinking. I'll play second fiddle to Zahor or if Murphy plays number nine I'll play behind he's got to be thinking coming back in the mindset I am the main man and I'm going to take that number nine shirt anything other then he'll probably find himself at best you know a substitute maybe getting 15 appearances 20 appearances in the season but with Reed obviously coming in able to play as a striker Zahor already there we understand Cardiff for Interested in signing another striker? Where does well, that it's leave? A, it's, it's a nine, though. The way Cardiff play, they need a nine, so they need a stature. So Reed's not going to play. But we understand this other person, whoever Cardiff are targeting, is going to be a nine along yeah, the line. Yeah. So my point was, Reed is not a worry because he's not going to be the target man. He's going to be in and around. He's yeah. going to be in and around, so he could probably play as a wide of a three on the right or left, or in a two, or maybe in a number ten. Uh, but I don't think Cardiff can afford to play in them, uh, two Dom, like two front players with two wide. Mm. That's four across up front, and that like leaves you say, two in midfield. So yeah. yeah. So uh, if I'm a Dean, but yeah, I would probably, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say he'd probably out on loan at some point this season. Yeah. But I would like to see him, you know, they go didn't sign with him that, for no reason, did well, they? Well, I'd like to see him go with that attitude that, you know, I'm going to get that number nine shirt and okay the selection might have already been made that Zahor is your number one but if he gets injured he's got to be ready or if he comes on as a substitute he's got to be on and ready to just play in a way that defenders can't handle him and he becomes so important to the team as, as Zahor has done over the years so it's it's, it's wait and see I guess it, it is it is it's down to the player's mindset yeah, more than anything else, he's got the ability. Yeah, sure. Well, what about this one from uh, DC Davis, who says, "What position should Cardiff be strengthening next, and who should be targeted for that position?" I think goals is important. I don't think we got enough goals. I really don't. I think if you look at Zahor, uh, Reed's not a prolific goal scorer. Murphy's never been a prolific scorer. Reed's got nineteen in the league last year, which uh, more than any Cardiff player managed. It's a decent return. That was the championship, though. Don yeah. was stepping up, so I think a proven Premier not, League goal not, scorer. Not not prolific, is it? No. You know what I mean, you wouldn't say he's prolific. Good, the championship, great record, but not pro- prolific. And I don't think Cardiff have got, you know, fifteen goals in anyone, or they they haven't shown it. You know, Zahor's got it in him. Yeah. He might, he might be unplayable. 
Zahor because this is what he's been waiting for the Premier League to show what he's got so he might be unplayable he might get you 15 goals and then others have to chip in one or two with double figures so you know I would, go I, would, I would go I would go I would definitely go goals either straight up top or you know midfield but you, you need goals mate to, to survive in the Premier League what will happen with Zoll? This is just off the top of my head. I'm interested in, in this. Maybe Paul's got an opinion on his favourite man. But how how much of an effect can we see him have, having in the Premier League? Do you think, we, like you say, Blake, like Blakey says, he'll step up? Or is someone else going to come in and well, take his know, place? There, were, there was a lot of criticism from sections of the Cardiff fan base towards the whole last season, which I still think was a little unfair. Um but the fact is I, I haven't got the figures in front of me I would guess his goal return was single digits wasn't it 7 or 8 I think, yeah. it was, I think it was 9 for the season yeah um, which is not great is it for a league that he was expected to tear up but and it, sorry a lot of that only came when Medine signed by the way. ok but whether it's a championship and obviously the defenders are better and quicker and all that in, in, in the Premier League but whether it's a championship League One or the Premier League, the raw attributes are still there. He's big, he's strong, he's quick. He's got a heck of a shot with his left foot. He leads the line. Can I say to you where he's got the attributes to be? Yeah, he's hundred percent. He has division. He's hundred percent. But the, where it where he fell down last year for me was the whether you think the criticism prior to this was warranted or not. I'm not really bothered but was the Wolves game which yeah. Wolves game the, at home yeah. at Cardiff so that was the toss up for the league that game right because we would have gone three points behind them yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah and he couldn't handle the big fella at the back Bolly wasn't it Bolly and it was Bolly basically he Cody was playing against was yeah but Cody was off him more it was Bolly who was the man up against him and he couldn't well, he could handle the physical challenge, but he was matched, right? It was, he was matched. What Kenneth didn't do then is think to himself, right, this guy's as strong as me. There's nowhere near, no, he's nowhere near as quick as me, but he's as strong as me. So what I'm going to do is rather than play with my back to go, I'm going to play side on, and I'm just going to, I'm going to start running in behind him. I don't want the ball with my feet. I'm going to tell the lads, next 15 minutes, you know, I'm looking to get in there or get in there, down the angles, down the sides. And I thought that was that was a test more of intelligence then. Yeah? Because when someone's matching you in your game, physically, you're going to have to bring something else to the party. Now, if I'm Kenneth this year, that's what I'm thinking. Most defenders I'm going to come up against, are going, and I'm going to be on my own again, probably, and most of them are going to be able to handle the one-on-one -on -one challenge, right? If not, two on one, two of them onto me, definitely. So what am I going to do different this season to what I did last season? Because he's going to have to get at least 12 goals yeah. for Cardiff to have any chance of staying up, or whoever the striker is. They're going to have to get at least 12 to 15 goals. And like I said, other people chipping in. So Zahor got the package, yeah. but now it's time to start thinking, right, and this is where coaching and everything comes in, right? Yes. When you're on a training pitch, right, Gaffer, I'm doing this, doing this. Well, I'm up against this defender. Look at the Bournemouth game, because this is how I would break it down now. I'm looking at one, two, three, 
right, who are those three, who are those three teams, who are the defenders, blah, 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 blah. It's now becoming a real game of chess. So I look at the defence for Bournemouth, what are their strengths, what their street weaknesses are, and I'm looking to exploit. I know, right, this centre defender, he's not physically as strong coming in behind, so I know I can play on my back to goal in that, more often than not. But this defender, if it was like a Darren Moore when he's at West Brom, when I used to play against Morrow, I used to back, back into him once every five or six balls because I knew what he can't do, he hasn't got the pace I got down the flank. So I'd back him once and then three or four times I'd run him. And I'd, I'd work to try and tire him out. So by 70, 80 minutes, I know that's probably where my opportunity is going to come. It's a real game of chess now. It's not just about going out and playing football. And those, those players have to get into that mindset. And the manager and the coaching staff need to get into that mindset. Don't approach any game just as uh, we can do this and they do that. You know, you literally got to lift every rock, turn every stone. You've got, to, you've got to strip it down and look at ways of exploiting the opposition. Well, the encouraging thing is that he's got the attributes to be able to Absolutely. deal with that, hasn't he? That's if, the first if, and hardest part. Yeah, if if it's coached into him and if he learns the lesson of the Wolves mm, game mm. To, to revert to the original... Well, hopefully he listens to this and listens to what we're saying to, and understands what we're saying. Well, Kenneth, are you listening? To, well, we know they do because Sol told us that they yeah. listen to your, what you've got to say, but... Reverting to the original, well, I bet not go on to this if they listen. But reverting to the original, <laughs> original question with Medine, there's limitations there, aren't there, for the Premier League? Yeah, but but what? Okay, so the difference with let me just try and break that down for you a little. <laughs> You've got Zahor on one hand and Medine on the other hand, right? Yeah. Now, what Zahor's attributes are, he can hold up the ball and he can run. Yeah. Medine can hold up the ball. So, while if I'm Medine, I'm thinking to myself no matter who I'm playing against, I am going to be a target man. Yeah? So I am literally going to just work backing in, backing in, getting across, making sure I hold the ball. But then, when I get the ball, I have to maintain possession and I have to find a teammate. That is his... Because he's got to be the platform that Cardiff play off. Because he only got one option. He's not going to run people into corners and do it for pace like Zahor can do. Yeah, but aerial-wise, pulling off people, being on the diag, you know, people think, defenders thinking, oh, he's pulled off my shoulder, then he steps into a little number 10 area, picks up the ball, plays a one-two. You know, it, it's really, man, I'd love to be on the coaching pitch because it's it just now, it's it's continual, continual, continual. Every day you're trying to, you know, build a puzzle and solve a puzzle at the same time. Well, that's it. I thought we were going to have a shorter podcast than normal today, but uh, such is the agenda that we had. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. It's yeah, I mean... There's... It's obviously a shame, Tom, we can't get through all the questions we've been asked. Yeah, well, there's, there's, there's a few more there, but we thank yeah. you for those, and we'll probably be back for one... Save them for the next... One more special before the season gets started, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, throughout the season, throughout the Premier League, we'll bring you... Blakey's boot room every Wednesday. Keep your questions in as normal. Can but, I ask uh, Paul a quest, quick question? He gave us the three scores. Kind of stay up or go down? That's a hell of a grenade to throw at me. I Just know. Like, this is the boot room, though. This is the boot room. Cough like that. Um, crikey. I'm going to... I can't give a yes or no answer to that. <laughs> I've got, got to try and qualify it. And I do that by saying this, that... I know it's a cliche, but Warnock's right. Outside that top six, 
you know, you've got Burnley finishing seventh. I don't think man for man the Burnley players are that much superior to Cardiff's, but obviously they have they have a squad, they have proven Premier League experience, if you like. System. Um, you've got to give Sean Dice a lot of credit. You know, are there three teams Cardiff could finish above? That's the question, isn't it? Well they could definitely finish above Huddersfield. I think they could finish above um Brighton. <laughs> Huddersfield and Brighton aren't going to remain the same. They are going to spend. Now. I know that, but I think that Cardiff could finish above them. Okay. I think you probably finish above Fulham as well. Okay. Will they? That's a hard question, Cole. I think they'll give it far more of a go this time than they did last oh, time. Oh, the, 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 the club is far more united. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. that goes without saying. I yeah, let me ask you that question. Will Cardiff stay up? Don't answer the question with a question. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we've got time for. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks all for listening uh, to Breaky's Boot Room. Remember, you can get all your latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes as well. But for all of us, that's all we've got time for. We'll be back very, very soon. Thanks for listening.